Welcome back to another episode of Red Pill News. As always, I'm your host, Zach Payne, the corruption detector, and today I have yet another explosive revelation to bring you regarding the John Durham investigation into everything related to Russiagate. Now, yesterday I was uh, introducing some news about who may have been given immunity, who has chosen not to testify. Well, today I'm going to bring you some new information about what evidence may be introduced uh, so that we can kind of round out who knew what and when in regards to the fake Alpha Bank hoax email server story that was brought to you by, make no mistake about it, the people at Hillary Clinton's campaign. We have a timeline I'm going to draw for you, and it's going to show that they knew all about it well in advance, and it shows that there was quite a bit of forethought and planning. So taking that logic and reasoning, we have to ask ourselves, as I'm sure Durham probably is asking himself as well, how early on did the Clinton Foundation and Hillary Clinton and Hillary for America know about this Alpha Bank story? Probably from day one, because they hired Michael Sussman to deliver it on a silver platter to the FBI and the CIA. Do me a favor, sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, and we're going to be right back after this. Listen to this. Sluggish blood is affecting Americans of all ages right now. Ever heard of sluggish blood before? Well, let me explain. Your body transports 2,000 gallons of blood through 60,000 miles of blood vessels every single day. And when your body's running smoothly, you feel amazing. When it's not, you experience low energy, brain fog, a lack of motivation, and aging skin. And this is why I highly recommend Reds with Red. This amazing product helps invigorate sluggish blood and helps my own body to run at peak performance. Once you start taking it, you'll notice your energy, mental clarity, and younger-looking skin all return. And that's because it helps improve your blood flow thanks to eight supercharged food extracts. I've personally experienced mountains of benefits after taking it, including smoother skin and more focus. You can't realize how much better you'll feel until you try it for yourself. And if you've been looking for a great way to take your health to the next level, you're going to love this amazing powder. And you can get up to 51% off right now for the next 24 hours by going to redswithred.com. Or you can always visit the link below. And remember, when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right, guys, thanks for sticking around. So first of all, in relation to John Durham's investigation... Right now, it seems that everything is focused on Alpha Bank, the hoax that was introduced to the FBI and the CIA by Michael Sussman, the lawyer at Perkins Coie, who was working clandestinely for Hillary Clinton and Hillary for America. Now, when did this story originate? Well, if you take a look at the mainstream media, the first time that it was mentioned is in this article from Slate magazine, the now defunct Slate. The article is entitled, A Group of Computer Scientists Believe a Trump Server Was Communicating with a Russian Bank. This is how the Alpha Bank story was officially injected into the public consciousness. It was published on October 31st, 2016, right before the election, at 5.36 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So they ask the question, was a Trump server communicating with Russia? They introduced the idea that a concerned group of hackers in a completely innocent manner set out to determine whether or not hackers were interfering with the Trump campaign, i.e., were the Russians trying to hack Trump in order to somehow gain access to his systems. And what they found was apparently something they weren't expecting. The only problem is we now know that they didn't actually find this. 
They manufactured it out of whole cloth. It was a completely fake and phony story that they strung together at the behest of Hillary Clinton, a number of other VIPs as well, including Michael Sussman, probably Mark Elias, and a number of other people that were working on the Hillary for America campaign. So we know this story. They discussed the fact that back in late spring, there was a number of concerned individuals because apparently Russian hackers had infiltrated the Democratic National Committee. And it was because of that DNC hack that allegedly these white hat hackers with no interest in framing Donald Trump began looking at his data as well to determine whether or not there was an, a Russian hack going on to infiltrate Trump's uh, personal information and servers. And because of that, they claim they discovered this information. However, we know that that's not true. The information was fabricated, and this supposed hack at the DNC happened probably coincidentally at the same time that the uh, Hillary for America campaign team had hired Michael Sussman and Rodney Jaffe's team to pin this story on Donald Trump. Now, here's something very interesting. John Podesta was actually the first person to tweet this story out. He was so eager to tweet it out, he shared a link before it was actually published on Slate's own website. So this was on also October 31st of 2016, except he posted it at 4.44 p.m. And how interesting is that? That indicates that John Podesta and Hillary Clinton had foreknowledge of this story before anybody else did. And now, knowing what we know about Hillary, Michael Sussman, Perkins Coy, and the delivery of this story to the FBI and the CIA, seems pretty obvious that they had more than just foreknowledge of the story. They helped to produce this story and to create this scheme to try to implicate President Trump in some type of nefarious activity dealing with Russia, Alpha Bank, and Vladimir Putin himself. Now, Hillary Clinton first tweeted about this story, sharing the exact same link roughly two hours after it was published on Slate's website. And she has a card that indicates the top points of the story. She says four things you need to know about the Trump organization's secret server to communicate with Russian Alpha Bank. I'd also like to mention how ironic I thought it was when I first saw these tweets uh, appearing and the story is spreading out there like wildfire that Hillary Clinton was trying to pin a, quote, secret server on Trump when we all know that she was the one who was guilty of harboring a secret server in her bathroom uh, with all kinds of information that should not have been there. She says, number one, Donald Trump has a secret server. Yes, Donald Trump, almost in a gloating manner. Number two, it was set up to communicate privately with a Putin-tied Russian bank called Alpha Bank. We now know that that is completely fabricated. It was not even there. It did not happen. Number three, when a reporter asked about it, they shut it down. Also absolutely false. And number four, one week later, they created a new server with a different name for the same purpose. None of these things actually happened, but Hillary Clinton did her best to spin that narrative. Now, once the article had been published, Jake Sullivan, who was currently working on Hillary's campaign, also put out a statement and then Hillary shared it. This is approximately one hour after her initial tweet at uh, around 730 that evening on October 31st. And she reiterates computer scientists have apparently uncovered a covert server linking the Trump organization to a Russian based bank. And she tweets it out 
with Jake Sullivan's own statement regarding this story from Slate magazine. Statement from Jake Sullivan, a new report exposing Trump's secret line of communication to Russia. Of course, none of these things happened, but all of them are potentially evidence about Hillary Clinton and her team's involvement in the story from the very beginning. And that's what brings us to today, my friends, because John Durham is not going to disappoint us on this piece of evidence. He he very much wants to use Hillary Clinton's own statements, her tweets about this story, which are accusing Trump of having that secret line of communication with Russian Alpha Bank as evidence in Michael Sussman's trial. Michael Sussman, of course, claims that when he delivered this information to the FBI and the CIA, he was not doing it on behalf of anyone, simply these uh, very well-intentioned hackers who had discovered this information stumbled upon it. But Hillary Clinton's tweets are indications of how much knowledge she had about this story before it came out. We don't have to wait long to determine whether or not Hillary Clinton and her evidence will be entered into the Sussman's trial. We won't have very long to find out whether or not Hillary Clinton's statements and perhaps additional information will be entered into the record in Michael Sussman's trial that's coming in just a few short weeks. Michael Sussman is attempting to dismiss this case and have the motion denied to include this information in his upcoming trial in Sussman has been indicted for lying to the FBI. One of those lies would be that he wasn't working for anyone at the time he delivered this Alpha Bank narrative to the intelligence community and the law enforcement community of the federal government. According to that indictment, Sussman falsely told James Baker he wasn't working for any client when he asked for this initial FBI meeting and presented this bogus information, attempting to pin some type of Alpha Bank secret server political career killing narrative onto President Trump, something that very, very closely resembled what Hillary Clinton was already doing prior to her own scandal erupting. Now, she put out that tweet. She had that statement uh, summarizing the article. And of course, Michael Sussman doesn't want Durham to be able to use these tweets in the course of his trial. The special prosecutor, however, John Durham, he wants it entered into evidence because it definitely shows that Hillary Clinton had foreknowledge. I'm hoping that John Podesta's tweets are going to be entered into the record as well. Now, of course, Sussman has pled not guilty. He is trying to claim that these tweets are some type of hearsay. But Durham believes that these tweets from 2006 16 must be entered into evidence at trial. He has argued that the tweet is not inadmissible hearsay because it's not being offered for its truth. He emphasizes that the prosecutors actually believe its claims were false. But Durham insists he wants to present that tweet to show the existence of Michael Sussman's relationship, attorney-client relationship, with Hillary Clinton and the Clinton campaign, which, of course, would directly prove he was lying to the FBI and to the CIA when he put this information out there, trying to frame President Trump for things that he never did. Now, if Michael Sussman is successful, then Hillary Clinton is not going to be brought in, at least in this uh, this sense here. However, I don't believe Michael Sussman will be successful. I think that Hillary Clinton, John Podesta, perhaps Jake Sullivan, and a number of other people are going to be drawn into this saga and in, in a number of ways already have been. I'm certain that there are private communications between these individuals that we don't have access to yet. I'm certain that Rodney Jaffe, when he was given this task, knew that he was working for Hillary Clinton. And I'm sure that it's also going to be evident when people who have been given immunity that worked on this task to tie President Trump to Alpha Bank, 
were also told that it wasn't just an important VIP. This was more than likely knowledge among all of these people that Hillary Clinton at the top of the heap was the one who was paying for all of the work they were doing. So to me, this is a major, major milestone. And although you may not like to hear it, I must say it once more. This trial, once it kicks off, is going to really show us the direction that all of this is headed. And I want everyone to remember that this is not the last trial that we're going to see arising from Durham's investigation. There will undoubtedly be more information coming out. There will be further indictments and there will be more trials to see and things for us to uncover. So please simply sit back and enjoy the ride. But in the meantime, you got to stay active and continue to spread the truth. And just to tie together how important these recent filings are that we've gotten from the Office of the Special Counsel, we have this article here from The Federalist. They highlight these three blockbuster revelations from the information I've brought you over the last week or two. Now, in one of these recent filings, we learned about the text message that Michael Sussman had sent to James Baker. In that text message, he said, Jim, it's Michael Sussman. I have something time sensitive and sensitive I need to discuss. Do you have availability for a short meeting tomorrow? And this is the point at which Michael Sussman sealed his fate. He said, I'm coming on my own, not on behalf of a client or company. Want to help the bureau. Thanks. So this right there is a lie. Apparently, when Sussman and Baker met in person, he reiterated vocally that he was there of his own accord and that he wasn't there on behalf of anyone else. Now, this vocal reassurance that was made by Sussman to Baker that he was there of his own accord is what he is disputing in his attempts to have this case thrown out, saying that this is a false statement charge based on an oral statement allegedly made five years ago to a single witness that is unrecorded and unobserved by anyone else, essentially claiming that James Baker stating Michael Sussman's words to him are conjecture and cannot be proven. However, Michael Sussman's text message to Jim Baker back up what Jim Baker stated in the notes at the FBI headquarters where he had been given this information by Michael Sussman. Now, this text message raises a number of questions because it appears that nobody knew about this text message until very recently. And the reason is the text messages had been deleted. However, they were stored in the iCloud. Now, it wasn't John Durham who found this text message. This text message had apparently been handed over to the office of the special counsel by Jim Baker himself. So I think that says volumes about Jim Baker's own role in uncovering the lies of the Clinton campaign and Michael Sussman specifically. Jim Baker is a cooperating witness working with the office of the special counsel. If he hadn't come forward and given this text message and perhaps others to John Durham and the people working on this case, then it's possible that no one ever would have known of its existence. This, to me, is a revelation. Now, what's also interesting is that Michael Sussman's own copy of this text message was not recovered. That indicates that perhaps Michael Sussman deleted this text message in the hopes that no record of it would actually exist. So this could be an opportunity for Michael Sussman to be charged with obstruction of justice. We have yet to see what's going to happen. Now, another one of these revelations is the timing of the spying into the executive office of the president. If you'll remember, when this information first came out, the mainstream media and the New York Times and the Washington Post claimed that any of Rodney Jaffe and his team's um, investigation of DNS records at the office of the president was done during the time of Barack Obama. However, 
there is also the question of this Yoda phone uh, that was added on to the Alpha Bank hoax. Now, in order for any of this information to be of interest to the FBI or the CIA, it would have to have been information related to President Trump and not related to Barack Obama. So that means that if they were only looking at the office of the president during the time of Barack Obama, they could not have made the claim that President Trump had been communicating using this Yoda phone back with Russia or anything related to that. So that kind of throws out the argument that the uh, Jaffe team had only been looking at Barack Obama as part of their job while they were there. It shows that Jaffe and these researchers from Georgia Tech that he had hired were in fact spying on President Trump, accessing the personal data of the president-elect and then also the president, as well as looking into President Trump's personal information and communications while he was there at Trump Tower and his travels while he was in Michigan interviewing people for his cabinet. And then finally, as I mentioned yesterday, tech researcher two who has been given immunity is, in fact, David Dragon. David Dragon was one of those Georgia tech researchers, uh, and it appears at this time he is the only person on that Georgia tech team who has been given immunity by the government so that he can testify. Now, I had several individuals say in the comments section yesterday that there's not supposed to be any deals. All of these people should simply be prosecuted. But I'll have you remember uh, there was a, a state. Statement at one time that if nobody got immunity, then 70 percent of the government would end up behind bars. And that simply would be untenable. We would have no one to run any aspect of the government by giving David Dragon immunity. It allows him to testify against all of these people that were involved in the Alpha Bank hoax and in the Yodaphone spying hoax. There are, again, at least five people who are working on this team who are pleading the fifth. And if they're pleading the fifth, that means they haven't gotten immunity. And that means that they're going to be the ones probably that David Dragon ends up testifying against. David Dragon is going to be able to testify as to the uh, communication of this knowledge, the manner in which it was gathered, uh, the role that any of these people had to play, including Rodney Jaffe and Michael Sussman. David Dragon will also be able to testify as to his lack of confidence in the veracity and believability of the information they were attempting to use to pin on President Trump. David Dragon knows everything that was communicated to Sussman, all of the directions that were given by Rodney Jaffe, every single crime that was committed during the course of his tenure as a researcher hired from Georgia Tech by Rodney Jaffe. He can also testify as to what exactly Michael Sussman knew about the information provided in those DNS records how believable it was and what he was told to do in terms of sculpting it and putting it together. Because remember, the CIA said that the information they were given had been made up. It was fabricated. It was not incidental collection that had simply been put together. It was something that had been manufactured by people on this team. Now, we don't know if any other tech researchers are going to be called as witnesses at Michael Sussman's trial. I tend to believe that David Dragon will certainly be one of those people that does get called up. And the closer we get to this trial, the worse it looks for Michael Sussman, Rodney Jaffe, Hillary Clinton, Jake Sullivan, John Podesta, and anyone else that was involved in this hoax, this series of hoaxes that were designed to stop President Trump from getting elected, to indict him before he could take over as president, and once he was there, to get him removed and put Hillary Clinton where she believed she belonged. 
It's been fascinating to watch these deep state players publicly display their disdain for President Trump and the American people, as well as laying out the evidence for their own crimes over and over and over again. And now the public evidence of those crimes is going to be entered into evidence by John Durham, and it's going to be used to prosecute some very key players and help us get to the truth of what actually happened in regards to Russiagate, Alpha Bank, and so many other things. This is not simply an isolated crime that ended as soon as President Trump took office. This has been an octopus of criminal activity, stretching its tentacles back over the years with bits of information and evidence dropped along the way. These people were so certain they would never get caught. They didn't mind putting this information out there publicly in an effort to further attempt to discredit President Trump. But the only thing they'll end up doing in the end is putting themselves in prison. As always, this has been Red Pill 78. My name is Zach Payne, the corruption detector, and this was another edition of Red Pill News. Good luck, everyone, and God bless.